0: Section 11 Containing INSTRUCTIONS Of the Regulations for the Order and Discipline of the Troops of the United States Part 1 INSTRUCTIONS INSTRUCTIONS FOR THE COMMANDANT OF A REGIMENT The State, having entrusted him with the care of a regiment, his Greatest Ambition should be to have it at all times, and in every respect, as complete as possible, to do which he should pay great attention to the following objects the preservation of the soldiers' health should be his first and greatest care and as that depends in great measure on their cleanliness and manner of living he must have a watchful eye over the officers of companies that they pay the necessary attention to their men in those respects the only means of keeping the soldiers in order is to have them continually under the eyes of their superiors For which reason, the Commandant should use the utmost severity to prevent their straggling from their companies, and never suffer them to leave the regiment, without being under the care of a non-commissioned officer, except in cases of necessity. And, in order to prevent any man's being absent from the regiment without his knowledge, he must often count the files, and see that they agree with the returns delivered him. Strictly obliging every man returned fit for duty to appear under arms on all occasions and if any are missing he must oblige the commanding officer of the company to account for their absence In a word, the commandant ought to know upon what duty and where every man of his regiment is To these points, the other field officers must also pay attention the choice of non-commissioned Officers, is also an object of the greatest importance. The order and discipline of a Regiment, depend so much upon THEIR behavior, that too much care cannot be taken in preferring NONE to that trust, but those who by their Merit and Good Conduct, are entitled to it. Honesty, Sobriety, and a remarkable attention to every point of duty, with a neatness in their dress are INDISPENSABLE REQUISITES. A spirit to COMMAND respect and OBEDIENCE from the men, an EXPERTNESS in PERFORMING EVERY PART of the EXERCISE, and an ABILITY to TEACH it, are ALSO ABSOLUTELY NECESSARY. NOR, can a SERGEANT or CORPORAL be said to be QUALIFIED who DOES NOT WRITE and READ in a tolerable manner. ONCE, EVERY MONTH, THE COMMANDANT, should make a general inspection of his regiment, examine into the state of the men, their arms, ammunition, accoutrements, necessaries, camp utensils, and everything belonging to the regiment, obliging the commanding officers of companies to account strictly for all deficiencies. He should also once every month assemble the field officers and the eldest captain to hold a council of administration in which should be examined the books of the several companies the paymaster and quartermaster to see that all receipts and deliveries are entered in proper order and the affairs of the regiment duly administered all returns of the regiments being signed by the commanding officer he should examine them with the greatest care before he suffers them to go out of his hands the commandant must always march and encamp with his regiment nor must he permit any officer to lodge out of camp or in a house except in case of sickness on a march he must keep his regiment together as much as possible and not suffer the officers to leave their platoons without his permission nor permit any of them on any pretense whatsoever to mount on horseback there is no fatigue the soldiers go through that the officers should not share and on all occasions they should set themselves examples of patience and perseverance when a regiment is on a march the commandant will order a sergeant and six men into the rear to bring up all stragglers and the sergeant on his arrival in camp or quarters must make his report to him in a word the commanding officer of a regiment must preserve the strictest discipline and order in his troops obliging every officer to a strict performance of his duty without relaxing in the smallest point punishing impartially the faults that are committed without distinction of rank or service instructions for the major the major is particularly charged with the discipline arms accoutrements clothing and, generally, with the whole interior management and economy of the Regiment. He MUST have a watchful eye over the Officers, and oblige them to do their duty on every occasion. He MUST often cause them to be exercised in his presence, and instruct them how to command their platoons, and preserve their distances. He MUST endeavor to make his Regiment perform their exercise and maneuvers with the greatest vivacity and precision, Examine often the state of the different companies, making the captain's answer for any deficiencies he may perceive, and reporting the same to the Colonel. He must pay the greatest attention to have all orders executed with the strictest punctuality, so far as respects his regiment, and should every week examine the Adjutants and Quartermaster's books, and see that all returns, orders, and other matters, the objects of their respective duties, are regularly entered. He must cause to be kept a regimental book, wherein should be entered the name and rank of every officer, the date of his commission, and the time he joined the regiment, the name and description of every non-commissioned officer and soldier, his or occupation, the place of his birth and usual residence, where, when, and for what term he was enlisted, discharges, furloughs, and court-martials, copies of all returns and every casualty that happens in the regiment he must be at all times well acquainted with the strength of his regiment and brigade and the details of the army and see that his regiment furnishes no more than its proportion for duty he must often inspect the detachments for duty furnished by his regiment see that they are complete in every respect and formed agreeably to the regulations on a march he must often ride along the flanks of his regiment, see that the platoons march in order, and keep their proper distances. When the regiment is detached, he will post the guards ordered by the colonel, often visit them, examine whether the officers, non commissioned officers, and sentinels are acquainted with their duty, and give instructions. Instructions for the Adjutant The adjutant is to be chosen from among the subalterns. The field officers taking care to nominate, one the most intelligent and best acquainted with the service. He must keep an exact detail of the duty of the officers and non-commissioned officers of his regiment, taking care to regulate his roster in such a manner as to not have too many officers or non-commissioned officers of the same company on duty at the same time he must keep a book in which he must every day take the general and other orders and show them to the commanding officer of the regiment who having added those he thinks necessary for the regiment the adjutant must assemble the first sergeants of the companies make them copy the orders and give them their details for the next day he must attend the parade at the turning out of all guards or detachments inspect their dress arms accoutrements, and ammunition, form them into platoons or sections, and conduct them to the general or brigade parade. When the regiment parades for duty or exercise, he must count it off, and divide it into divisions and platoons, and carry the orders of the colonel where necessary. The adjutant is to receive no orders but from the field officers and officer commanding a battalion. On a march, he must ride along the flanks of the regiment, to see that the regularity is observed, and must pay attention to the sergeant in the rear, that he brings up all stragglers. On the arrival of the regiment in camp, his first care is to form and send off the guards, and when the tents are pitched, he must immediately order out the necessary number of fatigue men to dig the vaults or sinks, and open the communications where necessary. He will then form the detachments for wood, water, and other necessaries. He must be constantly with the regiment, ready to receive and execute any orders that may come, nor must he go from his tent without leaving an officer to do his duty, or directions where he may be found. The Quartermaster, being charged with encamping and quartering the regiment, should be at all times acquainted with its strength, that he may require no more ground than is necessary, nor have more tents pitched than the number prescribed, for both which he is accountable. He must inform the regiment where to fetch their wood, water, and other necessaries, and where to pasture the horses. He must instruct the Quartermaster-Sergeant and Pioneers in the manner of laying out the camp, agreeably to the order prescribed in the regulations. He is answerable for the cleanliness of the camp, and that the soldiers make no fire anywhere but in the kitchens. When the army marches, he must conduct the pioneers to the place appointed, and order the quartermaster sergeant to take charge of the baggage. He is to make out all returns for camp equipage, arms, accoutrements, ammunitions, provisions, and forage, and receive and distribute them to the regiment. Taking the necessary vouchers for the delivery and entering all receipts and deliveries in a book kept by him for that purpose, he must pay particular attention to the preservation of the camp equipage, cause the necessary repairs to be done when wanting, and return everything unfit for use to the stores from which he drew them. The preservation of the arms, accoutrements, and ammunition is of such essential importance that he must be strictly attentive to have those of the sick, of the men on furlough, discharged, or detached on command without arms, taken care of, and deposited with the brigade conductor, as directed in the Regulations. INSTRUCTIONS FOR THE CAPTAIN A Captain cannot be too careful of the company the State has committed to his charge. He must pay the greatest attention to the health of his men, their discipline, arms, accoutrements, ammunition, clothes, and necessaries. His first object, should be to gain the love of his men, by treating them with every possible kindness and humanity, inquiring into their complaints, and when well founded, seeing them redressed. He should know every man of his company by name and character. He should often visit those who are sick speak tenderly to them see that the public provision whether of medicine or diet is duly administered and procure them besides such comforts and conveniences as are in his power the attachment that arises from this kind of attention to the sick and wounded is almost inconceivable it will moreover be the means of preserving the lives of many valuable men He must divide his company into four squads, placing each under the particular care of a non-commissioned officer, who is to be answerable for the dress and behavior of the men of his squad. He must be very particular in the daily and weekly inspections of his men, causing all deficiencies to be immediately supplied, and when he discovers any irregularity in the dress or conduct of any soldier, he must not only punish him, but the non-commissioned officer to whose squad he belongs. He must keep a strict eye over the conduct of the non-commissioned officers, oblige them to do their duty with the greatest exactness, and use every possible means to keep up a proper subordination between them and the soldiers, for which reason he must never rudely reprimand them in the presence of the men but at all times treat them with the proper respect he must pay the utmost attention to everything which contributes to the health of the men and oblige them to keep themselves and everything belonging to them in the greatest cleanliness and order he must never suffer a man who has any infectious disorder to remain in the company but send him immediately to the hospital or other place provided for the reception of such patients to prevent the spreading of the infection and when any man is sick or otherwise unfit for duty or absent he must see that his arms and accoutrements are properly taken care of agreeably to the regulations prescribed he must keep a book in which must be entered the name and description of every non-commissioned officer and soldier of his company his trade or occupation the place of his birth and usual residence where, when, and for what term he enlisted, discharges, furloughs, copies of all returns, and every casualty that happens in the company, he must also keep an account of all arms, accoutrements, ammunition, clothing, necessaries, and camp equipage delivered his company that on inspecting it he may be able to discover any deficiencies when the company arrives at their quarters after a march he must not dismiss them till the guards are ordered out and if cantoned the billets distributed which must be as near together as possible he must strictly prohibit his men from vexing the inhabitants and cause to be punished any that offend in this respect he must acquaint them with the hours of roll call and going for provisions with their alarm post and the hour of march in the morning. If the company make any stay in a place, he must, previous to their marching, inspect into their condition, examine their knapsacks, and see that they carry nothing but what is allowed, it being a material object to prevent the soldier loading himself with unnecessary baggage. INSTRUCTIONS FOR THE LIEUTENANT The lieutenant, in the absence of the captain, commands the company and should therefore make himself acquainted with the duties of that station he must also be perfectly acquainted with the duties of the non-commissioned officers and soldiers and see them performed with the greatest exactness he should endeavor to gain the love of his men by his attention to everything which may contribute to their health and convenience he should often visit them at different hours inspect into their manner of living see that their provisions are good and well cooked and, as far as possible, oblige them to take their meals at regulated hours. He should pay attention to their complaints, and when well-founded, endeavor to get them redressed. but discourage them from complaining on every frivolous occasion. He must not suffer the soldiers to be ill-treated by the non-commissioned officers through malvolence or from any pique or resentment, but must at the same time be careful that a proper degree of subordination is kept up between them. Although no officer should be ignorant of the service of the guards, yet it particularly behooves the lieutenant to be perfectly acquainted with that duty. He being oftener than any other officer entrusted with the command of a guard, a trust of the highest importance, on the faithful execution of which the safety of an army depends, and in which the officer has frequent opportunities to distinguish himself by his judgment, vigilance, and bravery. INSTRUCTIONS FOR THE ENSIGN The ensign is, in a particular manner, charged with the cleanliness of the men, to which he must pay the greatest attention. When the company parades and whilst the captain and lieutenant are examining the arms and accoutrements, the ensign must inspect the dress of the soldiers, observing whether they are clean, and everything about them in the best order possible, and duly noticing any who in these respects are deficient. He must be very attentive to the conduct of the non-commissioned officers, observing that they do their duty with the greatest exactness, that they support a proper authority, and at the same time do not ill-treat the men through any pique or resentment. As there are only two colors to a regiment, the ensigns must carry them by turns, being warned for that service by the adjutant. When on that duty, they should consider the importance of the trust reposed in them, and when in action, resolve not to part with the colors, but with their lives. As it is by them the battalion dresses when marching in line, they should be very careful to keep a regular step, and by frequent practice, accustom themselves to march straight forward to any given object INSTRUCTIONS FOR THE SERGEANT MAJOR The sergeant-major, being at the head of the non-commissioned officers, must pay the greatest attention to their conduct and behavior, never conniving at the least irregularity committed by them, or the soldiers, from both of whom he must exact the most implicit obedience. He should be well acquainted with the interior management and discipline of the regiment, and the manner of keeping rosters and forming details. He must always attend the parade, be very expert in counting off the battalion, and in every other business of the adjutant, to whom he is an assistant. Instructions for the Quartermaster sergeant He is an assistant to the Quartermaster of the regiment, and in his absence, is to do his duty unless an officer be specifically appointed for that purpose he should therefore acquaint himself with all the duties of the quartermaster before mentioned when the army marches he must see the tents properly packed and loaded and go with the baggage see that the wagoners commit no disorders and that nothing is lost out of the wagons instructions for the first sergeant of a company THE SOLDIER HAVING ACQUIRED THAT DEGREE OF CONFIDENCE OF HIS OFFICERS AS TO BE APPOINTED FIRST SERGEANT OF THE COMPANY should CONSIDER THE IMPORTANCE OF HIS OFFICE THAT THE DISCIPLINE OF THE COMPANY THE CONDUCT OF THE MEN THEIR EXACTNESS IN OBEYING ORDERS AND THE REGULARITY OF THEIR MANNERS WILL IN A GREAT MEASURE DEPEND ON HIS VIGILANCE HE SHOULD BE INTIMATELY ACQUAINTED WITH THE CHARACTER OF EVERY SOLDIER OF THE COMPANY and should take great pains to impress upon their minds the indispensable necessity of the strictest obedience as the foundation of order and regularity he will keep the details of the company and never warn a man out of his turn unless particularly ordered so to do he must take the daily orders in a book kept by him for that purpose and show them to his officers he must every morning make a report to the captain of the state of the company in the form prescribed and at the same time acquaint him with any thing material that may have happened in the company since the preceding report he must parade all guards and detachments furnished by his company examine their arms ammunition accoutrements and dress before he carries them to the parade and if any man appears unfit he must supply his place with another, and have the defaulter punished. For this purpose, he must always warn a man or two more than ordered, to serve as a reserve, who, if not wanted, will return to their companies. He will keep the company book, under the inspection of the captain, in which he will enter the name and description of every non-commissioned officer and soldier, his trade and occupation, the place of his birth and usual residence where when and for what term he was enlisted the bounty paid him the arms ammunition accoutrements clothing and necessaries delivered him with their marks and numbers and the times when delivered also copies of all returns furloughs discharges and every casualty that happens in the company when each SOLDIER, should be provided with a small book. The first sergeant is to enter therein the soldier's name, a copy of his enlistments, the bounty paid him, the arms, accoutrements, clothing, and necessaries delivered him, with their marks and numbers. For this purpose, he must be present at all distributions in his company, and as often as arms, clothing, etc., are delivered, he must enter them in the soldiers as well as the company's book. The first sergeant is not to go on duty, unless with the whole company, but he is to be always in camp or quarters, to answer any call that may be made. He is never to lead a platoon or section, but is always to be a file closer in the formation of the company. His duty being in the company, like the adjutants in the regiment. Instructions for the sergeants and corporals. It being on the non-commissioned officers that the discipline and order of a company in a great measure depend, they cannot be too circumspect in their behavior towards the men by treating them mildness and at the same time obliging every one to do his duty by avoiding too great familiarity with the men they will not only gain their love and confidence but be treated with a proper respect whereas by a contrary conduct they forfeit all regard and their authority becomes despised each sergeant and corporal will be in a particular manner answerable for the squad committed to his care he must pay particular attention to their conduct in every respect that they keep themselves and their arms always clean, that they have their effects always ready, and put where they can get them immediately, even in the dark, without confusion. And on every fine day, he must oblige them to air their effects. When a man of his squad is worn for duty, he must examine him before he carries him to the parade, obliging him to take all his effects with him unless when specially ordered to the contrary in teaching the recruits they must exercise all their patience by no means abusing them but treating them with mildness and not to expect too much precision in their first lessons punishing those only who are willingly negligent they must suppress all quarrels and disputes in the company and where other means fail must use their authority in confining the offender. They should teach the soldiers of their squads how to dress with a soldier-like air, how to clean their arms, accoutrements, etc., and how to mount and dismount their firelocks, for which purpose each non-commissioned officer should always be provided with a turnscrew, and suffer no soldier to take his arms to pieces without his permission. On a march, the non-commissioned officers must preserve order and regularity and suffer no man to leave the ranks without permission of the officer commanding the platoon. A corporal must teach the sentinels to challenge briskly and everything else they are to do in their different situations and when he relieves them, must make them deliver the orders distinctly. When a guard is relieved, the non-commissioned officers take the orders from those whom they relieve. When sent to visit the sentries, they should instruct them in their duty. They should reconnoiter the roads they are to patrol in the night, that they may not lose themselves. They must make their patrol with the greatest silence and attention, and where necessary, send a faithful soldier ahead to look out. If they meet a detachment of the enemy stronger than their own, they must retreat in order to their own post in the night. they must stop all strangers that approach. They must not suffer their men to make the least noise with their arms or accoutrements and every now and then stop and listen on their return from patrolling. They must report to the officer what they seen or heard when a non-commissioned officer is a file closer in action. He must take care to keep the ranks and files properly closed, and when too much crowded, make them incline from the centre. When the files of his platoon are disordered by the loss of men, he must exert himself to dress and complete them afresh with the utmost expedition. He must keep the greatest silence in the ranks, see that the men load well and quick, and take good aim. He will do all in his power to encourage the soldiers and use the most vigorous means to prevent any from leaving the ranks unless wounded Instructions for the Private Soldier The Recruit, having received his necessaries, should in the first place learn to dress himself with a soldier like air, to place his effects properly in his knapsack, so as to carry them with ease and convenience how to salute his officers when he meets them to clean his arms wash his linen and cook his provisions he should early accustom himself to dress in the night and for that purpose always have his effects in his knapsack and that placed where he can put his hand on it in a moment that in case of alarm he may repair with the greatest alertness to the parade When learning to march, he MUST take the greatest pains to acquire a firm step and a proper balance, practicing himself at all his leisure hours. He MUST accustom himself to the greatest steadiness under arms, to pay attention to the commands of his officers, and exercise himself continually with his firelock, in order to acquire vivacity in his motions. He MUST acquaint himself with the usual beats and signals of the drum, and instantly obey them. When in the ranks, he must always learn the names of his right and left-hand men, and file-leader, that he may be able to find his place readily in case of separation. He must cover his file-leader, and dress well in his rank, which he may be assured of doing, when he can just perceive the breast of the third man from him. Having joined his company, he must no longer consider himself as a recruit, but, as a soldier, and whenever he is ordered under arms, must appear well dressed with his arms and accoutrements clean and in good order, and his knapsack, blanket, etc ready to throw on his back in case he should be ordered to take them when worn for guard. he must appear as neat as possible, carry all his effects with him, and even when on sentry must have them at his back. He must receive the orders from the sentry he relieves, and when placed before the guard-house, he must inform the corporal of all that approach and suffer no one to enter until examined. If he is posted at a distance from the guard, he will march there in order, have the orders well explained to him by the corporal, learn which is the nearest post between him and the guard, in case he should be obliged to retire or have anything to communicate and what he is to do in case of an alarm, or, if in town, in case of fire and any disturbance. He will never go more than 20 paces from his post, and, if in a retired place, or in the night, suffer no one to approach within 10 paces of him. A sentinel must never rest upon his arms, but keep walking on his post. He must never suffer himself to be relieved, but by his corporal challenge briskly in the night and stop those who have not the counter-sign and if any will not answer to the third challenge or having been stopped should attempt to escape he may fire on them when on patrol he must observe the strictest silence nor make the least noise with his arms or accoutrements in action he will pay the greatest attention to the commands of his officers level well, and not throw away his fire. Take particular care to keep his rank and file, incline to that side he dresses to, and encourage his comrades to do their duty. When ordered to march, he must not charge himself with any unnecessary baggage. He will march at his ease, without, however, leaving his rank or file. He should drink as seldom as possible, and never stop but when necessity obliges him in which case he must ask leave of the commanding officer of the platoon when arrived at camp or quarters he must clean his arms prepare his bed and go for necessaries taking nothing without leave nor committing any kind of excess he must always have a stopper for the muzzle of his gun in case of rain and when on a march at which times he will unfix his bayonet End of Section eleven End of Regulations for the Order and Discipline of the Troops of the United States Part one by Baron Friedrich Wilhelm Ludhoff Gerhard Augustine von Steuben